life is short. Make it count. You only get one of them. And it would be cool to travel the world, to write books, but more than that, to help and serve people and to add value to their lives. And then you can do it. Just think bigger. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us, as always, from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. It actually feels like Maui this time of year. It's been like really a little hotter, a little more humid than last year. And so now there's like a nice breeze and it, it feels cool. So now it feels like Maui. Man, that makes me want to just go outside and get chased by a dog. Hey, starve the doubts. Starve <laughs> the doubts friend of the show, Megan. Megan Pagan, <laughs> she's coming out here next month. So, you know, that must be a tough life because I think Megan was just out there a few months yeah. ago. Her second trip to Maui in one year. Most people don't go in 10 years. So, yeah. good for Megan. And uh, yeah, I feel a little bit uh, bitter and happy for her at the same time. Hey, what can I expect when I come to your house by your house in, in Florida in January? <laughs> what kind of weather can I expect? Well, January is nice. Like it's like probably like Maui. It's the perfect weather in South Florida. And most people in January are freezing, but not in South Florida. So I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be like Hawaii. I look forward to it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it too. And there's a reason we're going to get together in January. So why don't we just talk about that real quick? Yes. Our books, Stop Chasing Influencers, which Starve the Doubts Faithful have heard about now for a little bit here. Probably yep. what almost a year we've been talking about. <laughs> we've been telling you guys about this book for a long time, and now after all of that, after the few advanced copies that went out at Podcast Movement, this book is finally going to release to the world. And I don't know about you, Jared, but I'm super excited. Oh, I'm super excited too. But people are either going to love it or they're going to be like, "This is the biggest <laughs> letdown ever." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is it. Come on, you've been talking about it for a year. But to your point, come on, yeah, I, I remember when we first started talking about this project. You and I were super fired up on this topic, and I, I think we still are, obviously. But at that time, it was like, "Hey, let's just share this. We need to get this out there." And um, I was naive, come on, I thought traditional publishing didn't, I don't know, I, I guess self-publishing spoiled me in my first book because I got it out there and it was out there and it was like, I wrote it and the next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm putting it out on Amazon and people are able to get it. And this book has been a little bit of a longer process, <laughs> a lot longer actually, so a year. And, and so let's talk about that just for a moment for anyone who is writing or has this aspiration of saying, hey, I want to do a traditional published book versus self-published. That was the biggest gap. I was like, whoa, like I didn't realize this takes a lot longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. It all depends on your goals. Like I get this question all the time from authors like, should I self-publish? Should I go traditional? Should I hybrid publish? And honestly, it all depends on your goals. So like for me, and I'm guessing for Jared, we want this book out here. We want it to do well. We want to make a couple bucks, but it's not going to be like something that's going to be like a main source of our income. So for that reason, it's one of those things where, yes, we could take a little bit more time and go through the process because we were going to be happy with the end result. That being a book that you can walk into the bookstore and see a very professionally done book. I mean, this book was edited. How many times was this book edited, Jared? Like 10, <laughs> ten times. <laughs> so, well, but I'm glad. And even after multiple edits, when we, and we mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, we put it out of uh, the advanced reader copies at podcast movement. Had a lot of those books sold, uh, which we're proud of. And then we got some awesome feedback from that and realized, okay, we had to do one last edit. And I think that has ultimately put the book in a good position when it does hit. This is a really good read. It flows. It makes sense. I think it's going to be a, 
a good thing, but you're right. It was a process. It's a process. And so one of our main goals, Jared and I, when we first started talking about this, we had one main goal and that was New York Times bestseller list. Not for a vanity thing, not to say that we are those authors, but because we wanted to do this for the little guy. Like Jared and I don't have huge platforms. You know, we're not the Tim Ferriss's of the world. We wanted to do this for the little guy to show the little guy like, hey, even the little guy can do this. Even the little guy can make a New York Times bestseller list. And so that was our main goal. And if we self-published it, it would not have given us the best chance to try to make that list. So we, we want the traditional publisher. And I, I do have to say, I'm very happy with Dave and, and the team at Sound Wisdom and what they've done, because when I look at this book and I hold it in my hand, I'm, uh, it's a it's a really well put together book. Now, and the compliments have been uh, just so encouraging to me, Kamanzi. I mean, people love not only the book, but they love the cover. They love the way it's laid out. They, I mean, it's just nothing but positive things that we've heard about this process and the book. So this, Jared, kind of brings me to what we want to talk about today. And so let's say that you wanted income from your book, like, hey, I want this to be part of my income. I want to make money. You know, self-publishing might be the better option for you at that point because you have control. You get a little bit more money. You're a little bit more flexible. So there's some things that you can do with your own book. And maybe self-publishing is that option for you. But in the overall grand scheme of things, it all depends on your goals and what you're trying to build. And for me, and, I, and I'm pretty sure for Jared, what we're trying to build is a quote unquote lifestyle business. Now, <laughs> I don't like saying that word, Jared, because it has like so many negative connotations. Like you can see the Facebook ads with the dude that's on the beach talking about live the laptop lifestyle. And I really do not like that. But all intents and purposes, that's what this is. Uh, you're writing books, you're speaking all over the world. You're consulting companies, you're coaching people, you're kind of doing a lot of different things that feed into this component of having a lifestyle business. Come on, this episode is, is really, and we're, we're now several minutes into this, so we probably should have mentioned this earlier, but this episode is about thinking bigger. I've had a huge problem with this, Kamanzi, and you have been a good friend to me. You've said on a number of occasions, hey, Jerry, you're just going to have to start thinking bigger. And I'm like, initially, like, I've heard that before. What does that mean? And and as I'm continuing to grow, as I'm continuing to work through this process, and as I talk to you more often, I realize, man, I am so guilty of not thinking bigger. And so what advice do you have, Kamanzi, for the person who's listening, who wants to do the things that you're describing and their processes, they're just not thinking big enough. And that can be a, a humbling thing. It can be a confusing thing, a frustrating thing. It's not like people aren't making effort. They're pursuing what they feel led to pursue, but sometimes the results just aren't there. And you say, think bigger. That's almost like, what do you mean think bigger? <laughs> so let's uh, to zoom out a little bit because um, Star of the Doubts listeners might be missing a little bit of something that Jared and I know and have been talking about. And that is in the last month or so, I've gotten several offers to come speak at conferences like literally all over the world. So next week I leave and I head to speak in Spain and Madrid, Spain and Marrakesh, Morocco, speaking at two events in those countries. I come back and then in November I leave to speak at a conference in Tel Aviv, Israel. And then for the next year or so, there's conferences in Thailand and London and Ireland. I'm in Vegas. So there's conferences all over the world. 
that have reached out to me because they had read one of my articles in a various publication or they'd seen my work somewhere and they reached out and said, hey, we'd like to pay you to come speak. And so when this first started happening, like I'd send Jared the emails and Jared's kind of like on the bat line. We get on the phone and we talk about these these opportunities and, and what they're offering and all this kind of stuff. And it really it got me into the mind frame of this idea of thinking bigger. And when we say think bigger, we're talking about think beyond what we know and what we see every day. So for most of us, we see some of the industry leaders, some people we greatly respect in the space, like top podcasters, uh, maybe top self-published authors, top YouTubers. And we think that's where we want to aspire to. But thinking bigger means that you realize that there is so much more opportunity If you think beyond what I call the online space, so the space that we're used to, the space that we know, if you think beyond this space and you think of the more mainstream space, so instead of, let's say, instead of becoming a podcast coach, you go and you teach podcasting to a company, you lock in a consulting contract with the company. Instead of doing Periscope or stuff like that for your friends and people you know, You go at a mainstream conference and you teach Periscope where you get paid and they pay for your travel. So these conferences that I'm speaking at, you know, in the spirit of transparency, these conferences are paying for all my travel and they are paying a five figure speaking fee. And that when I first started seeing these and didn't really know if these were real, didn't know if these opportunities were real until the money, they transfer the money to my bank account. And then it seemed pretty real. I had thought my goal was to speak at a certain conference or to become a certain industry leader. And I just realized that there's a whole world of opportunity. And now not only have I seen this in my life, but I've seen this in in lives of people around me. I think of a a friend of ours, Jared, like Mike Kim. Mike Kim's a, a friend of Star of the Doubts. And I'm looking at what he's doing. He made the transition from employee to now he's out on his own. And he's locked in all this consulting work with these major, major companies, and he's just crushing it. So I see him. I see um, Hillary Lauren, which some people may not know, but she just locked in a pretty huge consulting contract with a mainstream company. And there's many others that are seeing that there's a lot more than what we know and what we see every day in this online space. And another thing that's amazing to me, Kamons, is you've you've been so diligent with your writing for ever. And now you're starting to see amazing, amazing fruit that's developed from you just being diligent in writing for free for years. And I mean, you just forwarded an email to me earlier. We don't have to give away the details, but somebody's saying, hey, come on, Z, I want to pay you 75 cents a word for an 800 word article on a consistent basis. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, that's, you know, that's like 600 bucks to get to write an article. I mean, yeah, that's pretty, uh, I can't imagine any writer that wouldn't uh, be interested in something like that. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's amazing. Like you said, it's been, well, 2012 was the first time I ever wrote in this space. And then a year ago was the first time I started sending articles to larger publications, which Jared and I have talked about quite a bit on the show. And after all that time, yeah, it is starting to pay off because you never realized what you're doing and where it's going to lead to. So you're doing the work, you're diligent, and opportunities are there. You just never realize it, but doing the work is an important component of that. So let's start with 
this idea of think bigger. So if we were to break that down, what are a step or two or three, (laughs) whatever it is, for someone to start thinking bigger? The first thing I would do is I would get clear on what your message is, who you're talking to, and what you're trying to do. If you're trying to be like somebody else that you see, you respect, you're trying to a little imitate what they're doing. I'm yeah, going gonna- to copy Michael Hyatt. Yeah, it's you know what? It's kind of natural, right? Because you see Michael Hyatt crushing it and you think, oh, I can just do what he does and I can get some good results. But the problem is, is that people will do business with the original. They won't do business with the clone. So you have to be you, whoever you are, and whatever that you want to do. It starts right there. Then once you figure that out, don't look at online. Don't look at your Facebook groups. Don't look at your podcast groups. Look at what is around you as far as companies. Look at companies that are around you. Look at conferences that are not industry conferences that probably won't pay you as a speaker, start looking for conferences that are far beyond what you know and what you see every day. Jared and I had an episode, ooh, I don't know the episode number, I'll look it up while I'm talking, but we had an episode where we talked about how to book paid speaking. It was the first time Jared and I officially announced we we're gonna um, that I was going to co-host a show with them. And we had talked about how you book paid speaking in that episode. So it's taking those strategies that we had talked about and looking for these conferences that aren't industry conferences, but they're more like maybe it might be a, a training at a company or a conference that most people have never heard of, but they have the money where they can end up paying you to come speak. And so the episode, well, the episode was on, it was on November 21st, 2014, and it was called uh, Huge Announcements with Kamanzi Constable. So that's the episode. Look it up. And what we talked about on there was how do you find these conferences? How do you pitch them? We gave you all the how-to stuff. So it's looking beyond industry conferences and pitching them. It's also going beyond maybe guest posting or, or writing articles for places here and there and starting to think about getting in some of these larger publications. Some of these publications that have good names like the Huffington Post or Entrepreneur Magazine is one I absolutely love writing for right now or Success Magazine, looking at these bigger name publications and realizing that it's not about the relationship there. They're not looking for who you know. They're looking for the the article. What type of article did you write and does it work there? So it starts with getting clear about your message, then looking for the opportunities that are all around you and looking for opportunities that are not in this online space. And then start to get into some of these places, use like large publications as leverage to get some of the bigger dollar speaking gigs or consulting gigs. All right. So, Kamanzi, I love the story of who is John Maxwell. So a lot of our (laughs) listeners will be like, oh, John Maxwell, the author. I know who that is. But let's tell, if you would, tell the who is John Maxwell story, because I think there's a good point here. So I was scheduled to speak at a conference. Well, I'm scheduled to speak at a conference in Tel Aviv in November. And there was another conference that wanted me to come speak, but it conflicted with the dates. So the organizer asked me, he's like, hey, is there somebody that you could recommend for us? And I thought about it. And there's a good friend of mine here on Maui. And I thought, oh, yeah, she'd be good for that. So we, we get on Skype and it's me, her and the organizer. And he goes, hey, tell us about your experience speaking. And she says, yes, I'm a John Maxwell certified coach. I've done a lot of speaking in his organization. 
and he he looks at her. Oh, you know, we're on Skype, and he and he says, "Who is John Maxwell?" And, um, <laughs> I was kind of expecting it because I've seen this before, but she was shocked. She said, "You don't know John Maxwell? Everybody knows John Maxwell." And he's like, "No, I actually don't." And then he's he's in his office, so he calls in some employees. He's like, "Have you heard of John Maxwell? Have you heard of John Maxwell?" And nobody had heard of him. Nobody. Now, there's going to be listeners wow. that listen to this, and they're probably going to say, everybody knows John Maxwell. So we're going to challenge you. Go into your neighborhood, your grocery store, wherever you are, just somewhere random, and ask a couple people if they know who John Maxwell is. If they do, I want you to tweet to Jared or I, so at Jared Easley or at Kamanzi C. Tweet to us and tell us that you found somebody who knows who he is. Um, well, this should be a stranger. This shouldn't yeah. be someone you already know. Yeah. yeah. This should be someone that you don't know that you walk up to and say, Hey, do you know who John Maxwell is? <laughs> and, uh, that's an awkward thing to do, but, uh, we are curious to see what the result is of that. That'd be fun. And it'd be, you get even bonus points if you video it. That's even better. Ooh, yeah. That might get you something. We will send you a copy of the book <laughs> if you do that. And you know what? We will send you a copy, an advanced reader copy of stop chasing influencers if you do that. <laughs> All right. So Kamanzi, I love that story for a number of reasons. You know, you and I, again, know who John Maxwell is, but not everyone does. And so there's this mindset that's like, hey, I got to follow John Maxwell. I got to follow Michael Hyatt to get progress to make some big things happen. And then you just gave a great story where someone's willing to pay a lot of money. They're willing to, uh, you know, bring someone into their event and put them on a big stage and they have no concept of who John Maxwell is. So how did they actually find you? I think we know the answer, but how did they find you? Uh, they found me originally through, well, Google. They were Googling. They wanted somebody to speak on branding. And when they Googled it, it brought them to my Entrepreneur Magazine article that I had written on branding. And that article had gotten picked up by Fox News, NBC News, Time.com. It got picked up by some major publications. So when they Googled it, my name and that article popped up. Okay. So again, going back to the point of putting your content out on sites that are larger, that have, I guess, more brand recognition that people know that is going to help you versus, okay, I need to invest thousands of dollars into this program by Guru. Jared, if somebody were to completely new to this space and they said, hey, I don't have money to even spend on that kind of stuff. If they just simply got the website going, got everything that they needed on the website, the foundation established. They went after some publications. They went after some of these names that people know and recognize and just became a contributor at these places and wrote consistently. They would grow their email subscribers. They would grow their website traffic. They would get business because people that read these publications, they do have a little bit of money to spend. So they would get business and they would be able then to leverage that name to go after these bigger opportunities. Now, well said. Kamanzi, I mean, this is, <laughs> there's got to be someone who's scratching their head right now. They're like, That's great, Kamanzi. How, how do I pursue these people? I don't have these large website articles. You're saying just go out and contact these events. I, what do I do? I would say, Kamanzi, the good news is you actually spell this out. This is in the Stop Chasing Influencers book where you map it out, A plus B equals C, exactly how to do this. Jared, the second half of that book, as you know, and the people who got it at Podcast Movement would tell you, it's not like fluffy, feel-good stuff. We do that in a little bit in the beginning for you. <laughs> but in the end, the book is all actionable step-by-step -step strategies. How you get on large publications, how you book paid speaking. How you, Jared, we even talk about how you get on TV in, that, in the, one of the chapters. Like how you get on TV. 
we lay that out. How you start a successful coaching business, how you host your own events. We lay this out step by step. So you're going to get to the back of the book and you're going to see actionable step by step without the fluff. Man, no fluff at all. And and I love it because the feedback has been like, I don't have any more excuses. Now I it's just doing the work. And I think that's a that's pretty good feedback for a book like this. I'm pretty excited about it. And Jared, by the time this episode airs on Thursday of the week, we're recording this on Monday and Thursday. I'm doing a free training on how you get in large publications and how you get paid speaking and how that works. And I'm going to be actually doing like screen shared instructions, walking people through it. It's completely free. I'm not selling anything. I'm not collecting email addresses. I'm not doing none of that stuff. So this isn't going to be something where I sell you something at the end. This is just my way to give back to all the people that helped me get here. And so by the time this, if this airs before that date, we'll put the link, we'll put the video, we'll put the video in the show notes so you can watch it and you can get step-by-step training. Man, I think that's as fair as it gets. The book, of course, is not coming out to January, but that isn't a book that's going to cost you thousands of dollars. It's just going to cost you the price of a, a reasonable book. And I, I can't imagine why, if you're listening to this, you would not want to pick this book up because it's it's absolutely going to be a game changer. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you, we've talked about a lot of things, you know, the one thing that we hope you take away is that there are a lot of opportunities all around you. People just like you are getting these opportunities. It's a matter of opening up your mindset. And mindset's one of those things where people are like, yeah, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> but it's important. Because how you think affects what you do. So getting out of that mindset of trying to be the A-lister in the online space and looking more towards the mainstream space and seeing those opportunities that are there and then going after them. So if you take anything away from this episode, I really do hope that you take away that you can think bigger and there are bigger opportunities. No. Well said, Kamanzi. All right. Well, that'll wrap up this episode called Think Bigger. As, as Kamanzi mentioned, he's going to be doing this uh, free training soon. And for those of you that are listening after the fact, we're going to have the link to the video in the show notes. That's at starofthedoubts.com. And you'll be able to look that up. This episode is titled Think Bigger. So definitely check that out. Uh, Kamanzi, you got any final thoughts today? Uh, my final thoughts is life is short. Make it count. You only get one of them. And my thoughts are that It would be cool to travel the world, to write books, but more than that, to help and serve people and to add value to their lives. And then you can do it. Just think bigger. Well said. All right, Kamanzi, thanks again. And we got another episode coming up. So uh, we've been out of the pocket for a little bit, but we're going to get some consistency reestablished and uh, definitely looking forward to putting out some more episodes. Thanks again, Kamanzi. a lot of opportunities all around you. People just like you are getting these opportunities. It's a matter of opening up your mindset. And mindset's one of those things where people are like, yeah, thanks for the reminder. But it's important because how you think affects what you do. So getting out of that mindset of trying to be the A-lister in the online space and looking more towards the mainstream space and seeing those opportunities that are there and then going after them. So if you take anything away from this episode, I really do hope that you take away that you can think bigger and there are bigger opportunities.